Welcome back to another episode of the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare. You found the show that talks about all things horses. Mare Therapeutic Riding Center has been helping people in the Central Valley of California for 25 years. On today's show, we visit their facility and talk with Deborah Durkin and Sonia Brewer about the services they offer. They'll also tell us about their special 25th anniversary celebration, Diamonds to Denim, happening October 24th. I learned quite a bit about how equine therapy is helping with a wide array of ailments, and we learn about the very special horses that provide the assistance these people really need. Let's head on out to the Mare Therapeutic Riding Center with Deborah Durkin and Sonia Brewer. Welcome to the World Podcast. We're out here at the Mare Therapeutic Riding Center. Now, for anyone who's been around horses for uh, an any time at all, they probably are familiar with what a therapeutic riding center is, but I have a lot of listeners that may not know exactly what you folks do here. Uh, Deborah, tell us a little bit about your programs, what you have to offer here at this facility. Okay. Well, MARE, as we said, it's an acronym for Mastering Abilities Riding Equine. And um, we started back in 1990, and what we do is provide therapeutic educational activities on and around the horse for children and adults with disabilities and special needs. How do you pick your candidate, Sonia? Um, we evaluate each student. Uh, we meet them and their parents or guardians and see where or how they could fit into our program and determine on what their needs may be, how we can set goals um, for life goals and writing skill goals as well. And, and uh, Deborah, what would be like, not maybe there's, there's probably not one typical case, but if you could give us an example of, of a person taking advantage of your services. Okay, well how about if I tell you about the programs that we offer. Oh, that'd be so great. Sure. We offer a sport riding program, and in that program the rider is a typical rider that we use riding skills to influence the horse, the horse's movement, speed, posture, that frame, whatever, that kind of thing. Um, so that's a sport recreational riding program and kids with mild to moderate physical disabilities and also kids with cognitive or emotional disabilities do very well in that program. Uh, we, in the sport riding program, we want our kids to become as independent as possible. Our, we do a hippotherapy program where we have a health professional and specifically for Mare, we have an occupational therapist that in hippotherapy you use the horse's movement to influence the rider's posture as opposed to the rider influencing the horse. Through special training and um, our occupational therapist, has um, she was one of the original people that went from the United States to Germany to study classic hippotherapy and bring it back to the United States. So kids with severe disabilities um, like cerebral palsy or people that are rehabbing from traumatic brain injuries, um, autism, uh, they they do really well in that program and and what's cool about it is is that the horse's movement actually simulates the movement of what a human being's pelvis, the the ro the movements through the rotations and the forward and back of the pelvis as the human being is actually walking. 
So it creates impulses throughout the spine that goes to the brain that, you know, allows people to um, experience the natural and normal feel of walking. There's no therapeutic piece of equipment that can give you that absolute rhythm and smoothness and movement in your pelvis that the, that the horse can there's nothing that can match that horse. No, I mean, they, the technology now today is much greater than it was 10 years ago. I mean, they've got that great harness and, mm-hmm. you know, that actually does um, help people. They practice walking in the, in the clinic and that kind of stuff. But what's really cool about our environment is that, you know, you don't feel like you're in a clinic and as a patient you're actually you know a rider riding a horse in a you know super beautiful facility and a unique outdoor environment and and then there's also the relationships that are developed with the the horse and you know the the volunteers and our instructors and our therapists it's a pretty um powerful team that um is providing you know encouragement and hope for parents and how many members make up your team? Oh, there's a bunch of us. Uh, as far as staff-wise, we have um, the the program staff includes three instructors and then a volunteer coordinator and then myself, a more administrative. Uh-huh. And um, we have a facility goddess, we call her. And then the rest is provided by volunteers. And we average about 800 uh, volunteer hours a month. Wow. It can take as many as three people, a horse handler and two safety aides, to um, be able to safely provide our service with, within the lesson. So say we had a group lesson of four people, it could take as many as 12 volunteers right. and then four horses to you know, make the group class happen. It's a beautiful facility. I know Thank you're going you. to show me around in a little bit, yeah. but just walking in, it's, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. We love it. Deborah, could you tell us a little bit about the history of Mare? Sure. Um, Mare was, began in 1990 with uh, our founder, Diane Hopkins, and um, the people who owned the property, property that were on, Ron and Dorothy Evans and their grandson, Matthew. And Matthew was our first rider uh, at four years old. And uh, Diane and Mr. and Mrs. Evans and Matthew all met at Blair Learning Center. And we're part of a program called MOVE. One person said, oh, gee, we used to ride horses. And Diane said, oh, my goodness, I used to be with a therapeutic riding program. And guess what? I have a horse. And that's how Mira was born. And Mr. and Mrs. Evans, um, they moved to Bakersfield to participate in the MOVE program. And then they decided, wow, our, our, our program started in a small backyard over off of Mellon Court, and we were there for about two years. They purchased this property, and we began developing it in 1992. And so it was, the whole place has been built by volunteer labor, which was um, many of our board members at the time, a lot of different service groups. Um, Texaco donated all the pipe. One of their kids got involved, the fellow that worked there, and was able to secure all that. And then, you know, with all the donations, the concrete, the asphalt, um, the fencing, uh, we were able to secure a matching grant through the Harry and Ethel West Foundation. So we secured that grant and built the barn. And then we phased out the rest of it. So 
We have an eight-stall barn with a, a big tack room and a feed room. Um, and how many acres do you have here? Uh, we are on about three acres. I think the whole parcel is close to, I think it's seven to ten acres. And uh, now you say you're you operate forty four weeks out of forty the year. week four weeks out of the year. And so we kind of follow the school school year. Excellent. So and then you take summer off. It's pretty hot in Bakersfield. Yeah. What we what we do is we take the month of August off. In the summertime, we go to morning lessons through throughout June and July. And then um, and this year we have a big horse show happening um, at the end of uh, May for all our students and then another way that we raise funds is we do um, it's called ride-a-thon so that'll be happening in early March and all the kids raise go out and collect sponsorships uh, pledges to support the the program tell me a little bit um, so we've got your staff and your volunteers covered how many horses do you have on in the facility we have 12 12 horses in on our facility right now, and um, ten are actively used in the program. Uh, a couple of them are a little bit of retired citizens, and uh, you know we we feel we owe them a retirement after they've been of a service to humanity. So, right as far as that number of horses that you keep on the facility, is that um, is that about where you want to be? Would you like more horses? Would you like? Well, <clears throat> we would always like more uh, sound horses. Uh, mm -hmm. People think that, you know, oh, my, my really old horse that, you know, we can't ride anymore would be good for a therapeutic riding program, which is really not the case because what we do is really about the movement of the horse. So, the, so number one is temperament with a horse that we would accept. Um, there's a lot that we ask of these horses being handled by strange people, but the number Number one B, I would say, is movement, quality of movement. So, you know, what anybody would want to have their children ride to go show and win ribbons is the exact same type of horse that we need to hear, have here. So, so not just any horse is going to do, oh, right? No. What is the typical horse like? Is he, is he an older horse, well-mannered? Um, is he still, I mean, could you take him out on the trail and ride yeah, him? Is he that yeah, physically yeah. fit? Our criteria is that the horse has to be able to walk, trot, canter on the rail, taking both leads. All right. So those horses are pretty few and far between. The canter really isn't that important to us, although the better trained the horse is and the more able the horse is to carry himself, then the, the farther our kids can go. And then do you have um, perhaps, and I give me an idea of about how many sessions you guys do here a week or a month? or? Well, we, we run 44 weeks out of the year. Okay. Um, we, we are kind of running at about 55 to 60 students a week. Wow. And um, I think our... Really, our capacity would be 75 students a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but part of it is funding is an issue. So, um, and that's why we're going to do our big event. One of the reasons. Yes, why, you do have an event yes. coming up. So tell us a little bit about your event. We're celebrating 25 years in operation. Wow. And um, we'll be doing, uh, there'll be a, equestrian performances of some of the top riders that are in the state of California that live right here in our local area. Uh, we have a Grand Prix dressage rider, wow. uh, Leslie Webb. She's a silver medalist from the Pan American Games, 19, I think it was 92. 
Um, and then we're really hoping that Doug Williamson's going to be able to come. So, but that will depend on the show, on the showing, if he's gone away to a show, to a show or not. Right. I'm, I'm not sure of the, the fella's name that's going to come and do a raining demo for us, but he's one of Doug's, um, protégés protégés and very talented, uh, horsemen. So, and then one of our riders will be doing a demonstration uh, we're going to have a fantastic live auction and sit-down dinner, and uh, the John Hollis Band will be here. They'll be dancing. And, and will that happen on this facility? All here at the facility. Right. Yeah. And uh, what day is that? It's Saturday, October 24th, and uh, the gates open at 5 o'clock with the equestrian performances starting at 5.30. And then I'm sure there's going to be food and drink. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lots of food, lots of drink. And uh, what's the and what's the cost for that? The tickets are a hundred dollars uh-huh. per person, and um, as I said, it's a sit-down catered dinner and uh, music under the stars and dancing. And then we have some really great live auction items. There's an African safari. There is uh huh. There's um, a trip to Ireland, and then also a trip to New Orleans. And then there's some really great other things as well. And then people should know you probably, you guys are a 5013 Yeah, yeah, 501c3 nonprofit So those, those tickets are tax deductible for, yeah. the, for a good portion exactly. of the Exactly. The only thing that isn't tax deductible is the price you pay for the meals. So. Right. Well, great. That sounds That's good. It's going to be really good. Well, how about giving me a little uh, tour around the place, and we'll see what we can capture on the on the podcast okay. and show people around. We'll show, see some of your horses and stuff. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's meet a couple of the okay. horses. So we use different types of equipment, and um, mostly you want for, especially for our hippotherapy um, clients or riders, you want them as close to the horse as possible. And um, we don't use very many Western saddles. It's rare that we do. Um, we use mostly um, dressage or an all-purpose type English saddle, or we have a number of different therapeutic pads that we use. So um, depending on the level of stability or uh, input movement, um, the, the equipment is chosen to provide the, the best support for um, the rider. So as you probably know, you get a lot less um, leather and restrictive things around you in a small small saddle as right. opposed to a Western saddle that has the fenders and the, uh, you know, the horn and the, the stirrup leathers and all that stuff. And then we, we also do a vaulting program. Uh, and so we use the sur singles there and awesome. you'll, you'll get to meet our horse, and then we use kind of a little specialized, um, it's kind of an endurance bridle, it's a halter bridle combination, so that our horses can be on the lead line without being, you know, interfered with the bit or have too much on their head with a halter over top of a bridle and whatnot. And then for my listeners, we have a whole row of uh, head stalls and uh, bits. It looks mm-hmm. like you use mostly snaffle, and each one's yeah. labeled, it looks like, with the horse's name. So right. each one's got their own rig set up, and that's yeah. how they use it. Yeah, and another thing that your listeners might be interested in is that we do take um, 
donations of tack or whatever, and we wouldn't refuse a Western saddle or uh, we're able to um, repurpose those things through the, the auction up in Lancaster. Mm -hmm. And so then we, you know, sell them and they get a great home there and we get the cash so that we can go purchase equipment that we want and need for, for our program that's suitable for our horses. Great. So uh, this is Duffy and um, he's kind of a special horse. He's, he's hopefully, we're going to try him and he will be the horse that our rider will be doing his presentation on this this year, so. Duffy, you're gigantic. Yeah, he's a 14-year-old he's a in Berg gelding, and uh, he's a kind of a special guy. So we're working on that. Hopefully it's gonna work out for us because it will be really spectacular. I can if imagine, we, if, yes. we, if it works out. If he cooperates, right, buddy? <laughs> and then this is Cricket. Um, she's a halflinger pony. We've had her, in fact, uh, Mrs. Morehouse purchased this pony for us. And um, I think we've had her almost 10 years. And the Halflinger is a great little horse for uh, therapeutic riding because they're like little walking couches. So we can do a lot. Um, and that's something else that affects our riders, the size and shape of the horse. So if you have a narrow-based horse, which is a horse that we might use for someone that has, very, that has cerebral palsy, that has very tight adductors and muscles and so that they'll be able to comfortably and um, safely straddle the horse whereas this little girl she's kind of wide and roly-poly so trying to stretch out some poor little kids <laughs> legs but but she's really great for um, kids with uh, say someone that has down syndrome that has sort of a um, they call it flaccid muscle tone mm -hmm. so it's l looser lower muscle tone and, but she's got a great little trot, so you can influence that. You get her trotting a little bit, and bam, fires those muscles, and oh yeah, we're a little bit more, more stable on the horse. So this is Cricket, and she's the go pony. And then this is Lady, and um, she was purchased through the generosity of a family that rode with us, who uh, one of their family members passed away, and um, they, she was very well loved in, in our program. And, so this mare was purchased in honor of, of her. And uh, this is Lady, and she is the woe pony. She's also a halflinger pony. So you have both sides of the spectrum. We've got, to, we've got to have a wide range. And then this is Fiona, and she is a Fjord Percheron uh, mix. Come here, girl. Anyway, she's kind of cool because she's, um, she's got the Fjord... <laughs> the fjord coloring uh -huh. and um, then a little bit more height on her and she's not as wide as um, a full bred Percheron and um, she's been with our program just for about almost eight, I think eight months and um, she's you know you ha they have to have some special training because we use a mounting platform we use a mounting ramps um, you know kids have come with wheelchairs or crutches or so you kind of it takes a horse may be trained but then they need to have be um, acclimized to our environment and you know desensitized to it and then also we have safety aids people on each side of the horse someone leading handling it and as you can imagine that's a lot of input for right. a, a lot of energy for a horse to be absorbing so the horse has to be really sensible. 
And then these two girls, um, we've got a little uh, paint crop out mare. She's been with us for about 10 years. This girl, um, she's uh, looking for uh, a companion home. That's Lady Di. She would make a great companion horse for somebody. Awesome. Yeah, she's a good mare. And then these two out here are another couple of retirees. We have Clyde and Carmen. Where's Mrs. Beasley? Oh, here she is. Here's our pride and joy. Mrs. Mrs. Beasley, she's named after Fred Beasley, the football player's mother, although Mrs. Beasley is also um, a doll from the a TV popular sitcom from my childhood. The, what was it called? The family, family Affair. There you go. <laughs> anyway, Mrs. Beasley, she's, um, she was a PMU rescue, and she came here as a three-year-old, and she was, she was brought to Tehachapi from Ontario. The lady got her because her daughter was a, vault, a vaulting kid, and they, they wanted a, their own horse. So she put the lady who purchased her or adopted her and brought her to, to Hatchapi, put a lot of really good training on her, Mrs. Beasley. And um, so then we saw her, the kid, you know, grew up, went to college, wasn't interested in the horse anymore. So then we purchased her for our program. And um, she's a Morgan Percheron Cross, and uh, she's been with us for probably 13 years. Wow. And so we do vaulting on her. Um, and vaulting, I don't know if you're, for maybe some of your listeners that are not familiar, it's a, uh, it's gymnastics performed on the moving horse. So you'll see, you'll see vaulting or Rosenbeck riding at the circus, mm -hmm. and um, then vaulting is also uh, an Olympic equestrian sport. Now, um, excuse me, I may have missed something, but um, disabled kids can vault. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's pretty spectacular. I bet. Yeah. It's great for kids with um, mild developmental disabilities mm -hmm. or even um, severe developmental or cognitive disabilities. It's also good for younger kids um, that with autism. Um, we, we've had kids, an amputee, young amputee. Is that right? Vault, yeah. Um, some kids with mild cerebral palsy. There's different types of cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, somebody with really super high tone um, called spastic CP, uh, probably not a, not really appropriate. But just depending on the level of involvement, vaulting's a really great sport. You know, you do you get up on your knees. They do the it's called the flag. One leg goes out behind. The opposite arm goes in front. They do. Uh, Final movement is the stand and standing up on the back of the horse. Most of the time, it's a look, ma, no hands, and it's really, it's really gives the kids a sense of um, incredible accomplishment and that, hey, wow, I can do anything. Yeah, I bet yeah, it does. Yeah, it's pretty fun. That sounds great. We've got our. This is our main arena, and we use the numbers and the letters. It's all around the arena as targets to ride to. Mm -hmm. um, this is where most of it happens, and as you just saw, that's the platform that we use. Right. So the the student and the instructor will get up on the top of that. We'll have an offside spotter and the horse leader, and the horse will come in the sort of shoot, I guess, and uh, get the kid on, and then come into the arena and adjust stirrups and get ready to ride. And then we have our double mounting ramp over there and that's, we use that for people on wheelchairs and um, 
you can wheel up and transfer right from the chair. And really that is, that is probably the most dangerous part of our undertaking here is on that double ramp because you may have as many as four people up on top, one person down holding the horse, and then the student as well. So that's, um, we pay a lot of close attention to, to training the horses and teaching them to relax in there and, and getting that, that done quite smoothly and uh, concisely, I would say. It's a wonderful facility, and um, do, are you still in need of people to volunteer at? Oh, yes, always, yeah. Always, we, right? Yeah, we have a pretty big schedule, so. Great. Now, if somebody wants to volunteer, mm -hmm. how should they go about doing it? Uh, number one thing is to go to our website, which is www.mayorridingcenter.com, and go to the volunteer page, download and print the volunteer application. Um, if you're under the age of 18, we need to have you know parents' signatures on liability releases and that kind of thing. And then uh, call the office here, which is 661-589-1877, and speak with Debbie Kate. She's our volunteer coordinator, and we offer special uh, volunteer orientations um, and trainings for people that are interested in volunteering. You have to go through that. And then I think there's also a safety manual that, you, that will get emailed to you as well. Um, if a person is interested in horse handling, we do have some extra training for that. Uh, and um, you do not have to have experience being a horse. You know, you don't necessarily have to be a horse person to volunteer with the kids and, and be around the horses and with them. So That's great. So if somebody wants to get involved with horses but may not be able to have a facility or a horse of their own, they can come out here and learn some of the, the, the things, that, how to be around a horse, how to handle, right. and, and learn from people who know what they're doing. Yeah, and caring for it. We, we do have some pretty strict safety protocols. Mm -hmm. and. Um, we are a member in good standing with the Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship International. So um, that organization's been around for about 80 years in the United States, and they provide um, standards for the industry, certifications for instructors, um, educational opportunities. There's a big uh, national conference every year. And then each of the states is a region. So um, actually California, Nevada, and Hawaii are region 11. And so they offer regional conferences as well. There's probably about close to 900 to 1,000 therapeutic riding centers in the United States and Canada. Okay, so uh, in October, you've got your Diamonds to Denim event. That's, right, 25-year anniversary. And that's the 24th. October Saturday, October 24th. Gates open at 5 o'clock. To purchase tickets, you can purchase them online. Excellent. You go to our website, and there's a little button on there that says Donate Now. You click that button and it goes to an outfit called justgive.com.org, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you can go through there and purchase tickets and but we'll you get all that. Go to the website and yeah. then... Donate now and... and does it There's a whole Diamonds to Denims page. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, and that gives information on time, location, address, phone numbers, anything like that. And also about the auction items as well. Um, and then there's a purchase ticket so you can, right there online 
and you can go from there or call us if you have any questions. Yeah, definitely call the office. We'll hook people up with tickets. Well, thank you so much, Sonia and Deb, and we'll hope to maybe see you out here at that event. Well, I hope you'll come. Well, thanks. Okay, thanks, John. Thank you very much. Thanks to Deborah Durkin and Sonia Brewer of Mayor Therapeutic Writing Center. We hope you'll check out Mayor's website, mayorwritingcenter.com, and we hope you can make it out to their 25-year celebration party Diamonds to Denim on October 24th. Check out their website for all the details. Sounds like great fun and benefits a wonderful organization. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Hey, we're working on a new type of podcast. It's a storytelling podcast and I'm looking for help. If you ever wanted to try working on a podcast, here's your chance. We'll talk about story ideas, production, interviewing, web posting, and all kinds of stuff. We have a couple of volunteers already, and we could use a couple more. You get the same pay as me, zilch, but the satisfaction of putting together an entertaining and informative show about horses. If you want to help, you know how to contact me. It's john at woepodcast.com. I occasionally tweet under the handle at woepodcast. You can find me on Pinterest and Instagram too. And if you haven't liked the Facebook page, well, come on, folks. You got to find your way there. And if you need a little more homework, stop by iTunes and post a review of the show. That's the kind of stuff you guys do to help us grow. Thanks for all your help. You can find out more about this mess at woepodcast.com. We have more than 100 audio episodes listed there, along with links to our YouTube channel with over 70 videos, And you can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are distributed. And you know what? They're all free. When you stop by the website, join our mailing list. Well, thanks again for listening and sharing this podcast. Until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare encouraging you to go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody.